welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social <laughs> topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, what we did, and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Sick Albert. <laughs> and this is Johnny, the one who is not sick. And the one who is not going to puberty, it sounds like. So, yeah. Yeah, so this is what I sound like. So, we're only going to do one episode this week. Probably going to talk about the writer's strike and then recommendations, and then that's a wrap. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how it goes next week. And then you go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, so originally I was going to do a whole like Texas speech thing, but I'm too tired for that. <laughs> yeah. There's the part where I cough. <coughs> okay. Albert edit that. Whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> let, let's go over the, the writer's strike real quick. So, because mm-hmm. it's just me and you anyway, may as well talk right. about it. I have I have some opinions. I'll try to keep it short for obvious reasons. But Jami is going to talk about this more. Go ahead. Yeah, just real quick before I read down read this AP article about what the writers are demanding. The just to catch us uh, catch everybody up. The the writers went on strike about just under a week, right? It's about almost a week now since they went on strike. And the first thing that got shut down was late night television. But now, slowly, certain TV shows, movies have been you know put on hold. They haven't pushed any dates back, but it's on hold right now. Big examples include uh, what do you call it? Uh, Blade, the Marvel movie, right? <laughs> Cobra Kai. What? I, Cobra, Cobra Kai. Can you hear me? I hear you, Cobra Kai. Oh, Cobra Kai got. got oh, I didn't read that part. God yeah, that got delayed. That, that, really? that, that, that caught my eye for obvious reasons because I'm a fan of the show. Right, Stranger Things famously right now. Right, I, I heard I just read that this morning that Stranger Things got going get, might get pushed back. So yeah, so I, I'm mentioning only that because uh, what do you got? That's what sort of like the 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 general public are probably more interested. In, you know what I mean? Like, hey, where's my shows? Where's my movies? And that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. But obviously, but, oh, but before you move on, but here's the thing though: all the media goes like this movies, this shows delayed by the writer's strike. But mm-hmm. I think the writers. They don't really care right now if the shows come out or not. The ones right. who would care are the producers because they're the ones that will get the money from those shows. Yeah. So how how much can they delay these high properties mm-hmm. for their benefit? Right. And there's also the thing of, of it like, hey, if the strike lasts for a couple of weeks, you're still in that safe zone where like, hey, you don't have to put back, push back any, any, any release dates or anything like that. But once, if it lingers, if it drags on to weeks, months, that's when you have to start pushing things back and stuff like that as far as the release dates. Because stuff right now you can kind of make up, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, anyway, uh, if there's nothing else, I'm going to just go read an uh, AP article to, to kind of go over, like, what the writers are, are want and what they're striking about, okay? Go on. Okay. Number one, as with most strikes, as with every strike, increased pay. You know what I mean? The Guild is seeking higher compensation for writers across the board, though there are more jobs available to uh, WGA members, which is the Writers Guild, uh, than ever before. The proliferation of streams to pay for most writers is down. Ten years ago, 33% of TV writers were paid minimum rate. Now, according to WGA, 49% are. According to the inflation, writer pay has declined 14% in the last five years. So that's obviously a big, big issue, right? Just Hey, across the board is down. Okay. Yep. Okay. Number two, better. Res- I won't read the whole thing. Like you know, I won't read it word for word. But the second thing, better residuals. More than half a century residuals have been a proliferation, a foundational way for writers to make money. But streaming has upend- upended those payouts. Writers used to be handsomely compensated anytime for their work into into syndication and was sold for overseas territories. 
uh, reruns meant a bigger uh, payday. And this is something I've heard since I, I was a kid, you know, growing up in the late 80s, 90s. I mean, but that is not in terms of writers, but in terms of actors. You know what I mean? You remember, Albert, like back in the day, actors just wanted to get on that one sitcom, that one TV show that runs for like six, seven years, mm-hmm. and then you're set for life. You know what I mean? Remember yeah. They, yeah, yeah they, they're famously the, I remember like uh, when, uh, what do you call it, uh, Seinfeld went to like syndication and stuff like that. It, he made him like, like just the upfront syndication fee for the for the cycle was like three hundred million dollars or something like that, and then he would continue to get money, you know, every year and stuff like that. So yeah, residual is a big deal. And I I think that's one of the two things that I really want to talk about is residuals mm-hmm. because we are not at that era anymore where network TV is rerunning shows. All their shows that are rerun are true their streaming services. Yeah, and they're not getting paid residuals for those things. Right. right. Exactly. So be- before, if they were getting paid like you know a couple hundred dollars a week for a rerun show, uh-huh. nowadays they're lucky if they got dollars essentially. Right. So right. that's a huge that's a huge pay discrepancy. The way I would describe it is a tick tick off your waiter in a restaurant. Right. If uh, a waiter gets paid minimum wage and they have to make it up for the tips, essentially the the writers the residuals are the tips. So mm-hmm. now they're essentially not getting tips at all, and they're still getting paid minimum wage. That's essentially right. what's going on. Yeah, and the next thing that they're fighting wait, wait, for the on. union be- before oh, before we go there. So um, I, I thought maybe you wanted to add to that, but I guess not. So so the, the thing is though is that I don't think we can ever go back to traditional residuals though, because oh, stream, yeah. no, streaming is no. here yeah. to stay. And one of the things in the article says is to replace back end residuals, the WGA is seeking more upfront fees. I think. The writers definitely need to get paid more upfront, and that's the part that the producers really doesn't want to do, right? Because as 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 they will be as the writers have been preaching, the writers are um, uh, not, not underutilized; they're um, they're underappreciated, mm-hmm. right? So writers are supposed to be a dime a dozen. You can get any writers, you know. Writers submit mm-hmm. all the scripts left and right, you know. So. If if the producers are paying these writers for all these scripts up front, that's that'll be a lot, cost a lot of money. But it, it does look like they need to go to the era where the directors get paid a huge cost up front, actors get paid a huge cost up front. Writers need to start doing the same thing too. And also, I haven't read ahead in this article, but I don't know if they mentioned it. But also, back in the the, the golden age of television and stuff like that, TV shows would be like 22, 23 episodes. You know what I mean? They were right. actually right throughout the year. You know what I mean? They would start in the summer, write like 10 episodes. But then through the rest of the production year, because so many episodes, they would continue through. But now, in the era of streaming, the less episodes, most are like 13 or under. You know what I mean? And most of the, most of the way they're assembled is they, they just get everybody together, they write it up front. And then the rate, the room breaks up. You know what I mean. So the writer will have to like you know find other jobs so to sustain themselves for the whole year. Back in the day, you get one writing job. You know that's that's your job for the year. You know what I mean. So yeah, that's another yeah. issue that I, that I know of. All right. Okay. Moving All on. Right. The next one is staffing requirements. The union wants TV shows to staff a certain number of writers for for a period of time. Maybe this is what I'm talking about. At issue is raising raising practice of minimum rooms where only handful of writers are working on a series. Such writers' rooms are often employed during development before shows greenlit, which means writers can be working on a series that doesn't get picked up for as much as a year after they worked on it or not at all. The process is sacramented some of the 
Czechs and WGA members have have been having been uh, have from being overworked and understaffed. Okay, so that's one another one. The next one. Well, the, the, is thing, the, the thing with the staffing requirements, though, I, I think that one might be a bargaining chip mm-hmm. because I mean, as we know, some shows one person could write the whole thing, right? You don't need to have like a whole staff to write a show. Yeah. In some shows, they do need a whole staff. Yeah, it's, it's, so, but that's very rare. About like one or two people write it. It's, that's, not everybody. John Favreau or the guy from what's his name from The West Wing. Remember that guy? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, but but I I feel like this is kind of like a bargaining chip they could use out of all the ones they have here. Mm-hmm. That could probably be the bargaining chip. Yeah. Go on. Okay, next one. Uh, shorter exclusivity deals. Many of the rules around a TV writing also still based on now increasingly outdated model writers have might have once expected to spend almost a year working on a 22-25 episode season of broadcast TV. Now the average season is much shorter. And this is what I was talking about. Popular shows like Bridgerton might only have eight episodes. Not only does that, that diminish writers per, per episode pay, it can limit them from working on other programs if they are tied to longer terms of, of exclusivity. Oh yeah, so that just adds on to what I said earlier. Not only are you writing eight episodes, the contract for those eight episodes might keep you exclusive to that show for like you know most of the year so you can't get another job so that's just adding to what i said earlier so yeah that's another that's another one and the last one it's something that's not only in uh what do you call it uh uh pertaining to the 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 wga strike but also like our culture in general assurances on ai right are also increasingly concerned that producers will use artificial intelligence to write scripts or at least fill in the blanks on unfinished screenplays so that's another issue that they're kind of uh negotiating and stuff like that. I, I think this is one of the bigger issues that they have to tackle because mm-hmm. they, they, back in the previous writer's strike, the, the 2007-2008 writer's strike, they kind of yeah. screwed the pooch on the streaming part because the producer's argument back then was that, oh, streaming is too new. We can't really talk about it because it's still too new. Mm-hmm. And the WGA essentially went kind of agreed. Like, okay, fine. It's still too yes. new. We'll talk about it later. Well, now, now because, they, because they said we'll talk about it later, it kind of they kind of got screwed. Yeah. So now the streaming has been around for like a decade now, and they've been screwed this whole decade. So now the AI thing, the producers are now playing the game for the AI thing, saying, "Oh, yes. it's still too new. Let's let's not talk about it now." But now they're going, "No, no, no, no. We went through this last time in streaming. Yeah. Now we got to talk about this now for sure." Yeah. Another thing about the streaming of it all, uh, uh, it's not in this article, but they, I've also heard them mention about transparency. You know what I mean? The streamer is famously Netflix. Disney Plus, they don't, they, they're not transparent about the numbers. You know what right. I mean? We can't, nobody knows if this is a hit or this is, you know, this is, you know, you know, what is this? You know what I mean? Because they won't release the numbers. How many people watched it for how long, blah, blah, blah. They're not being transparent. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's another issue that I heard. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a quick go around. Uh, there's there's yeah. more in depth stuff you can find online, but. Of course. We'll just... At the end of the day, personally, I I always side with the unions and all that stuff. So, so so these so these rich billionaires, blah blah blah, blah pay pay the writers, pay them the money. Stop it, stop it. But unfortunately, unlike two thousand seven, two thousand eight, which which were like a, a hundred days on strike, I think this is gonna go far longer. Oh really? You think this is? A, I think this is gonna one? go far longer. Yeah, because because the the producers, the studios, they have a huge back catalog of stuff that they can work with mm-hmm. first. Before they really have to go back to the writers, right? So I think this just is like last year's summer. 
yeah, just by based on some of the quotes from some of the heads of these students, yeah, it doesn't feel like, doesn't seem like they're taking this seriously at this point. Remember that guy, the guy from the WB has mentioned that oh, he thinks they'll 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 come back because they love the work. You know what I mean? They they, they love the of the art. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, that's not a serious quote. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not a serious person if you make that if you make that statement. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. But yeah. So I'm, stop so, it. Yeah. So unfortunately, this is how it's gonna go. Um, of course, Hollywood essentially has a standstill this break because. Short of concerts and restaurants, the rest of the in, the rest of the industry is in Hollywood for for like caterers and mm-hmm. and support staff and lighting people. All those people are pretty much out of the job until this yeah. is resolved. And not to mention the fact that the Directors Guild and the Screen Actors Guild uh, contracts are also up. So there's going to be three contracts that are going to mm-hmm. need to be talked to with the producers. So right. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that might you know, that might also give the studios extra incentive to be aggressive with this negotiation. You know what I mean? Take a hard line here that that they want to pay off. You know, in, in future negotiations. You know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, good times. Good times. Good times, or not? All right. Yeah. It's the six hundred and sixty second episode of the show. Um, oh wait, no, I'm supposed to say the other thing. <laughs> We're gonna move on to recommendations then. Yeah, man. Come on, man. Let's just wrap it up. Let's let's just go home, man. You're not you not have to play her. Um wait for Anna. It says on the show notes. I hope she's not here. Okay. Um, oh now you want me to mention her name. <laughs> not that you don't have to. Yeah, move, man. Okay. Uh my name is Albert. You can find me on Instagram at Albert Five by Five. And you can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L U. Music has been provided by Gloomy June. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else is on the show notes found on whowhatworswhy.com. Uh, before we wrap things up, let's give our nine listeners some recommendations for this week. Jami. Honestly, I think I forgot what, what my recommendation was, but I will mention something that you mentioned for the last few weeks and stuff like that. I did binge watch uh, Picard Season 3, mm. and it's very moving, very touching, and stuff like that. I don't know if I'll ever not cry when I hear Patrick Stewart say "engage," probably yeah. not. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's a very, very, very strong season. I don't, I don't want to mention like, hey, Most I don't want to say thing everybody else, uh, else is saying like, hey, this should have been season two and three and stuff like that. But but just just watch season three. It's fantastic. It's, yeah. a, it's a good conclusion. It's a fantastic conclusion to the next generation uh, 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 cast and story. I, I mean, there are huge plot elements and, and characters that were from season one and two that are imported for season three, but yeah, if you if you're only gonna watch one season, you just watch season three. That's fine. This is mm-hmm. this is like I said, like the perfect send off for the next generation cast. Absolutely. Um, my recommendation is actually a YouTube video that Kevin Smith posted a few weeks ago about oh yeah, yeah. having a mental health issue kind of thing. It is about like mm-hmm. thirty something minutes long, but I think it's actually pretty important to watch it. You might know somebody who might benefit from watching this video. And this is stuff that I didn't even know Kevin Smith was going through. So it, it was kind of eye-opening and, and very touching to hear, to hear him open up about this. But yeah, uh, the, the video is called Trauma is Trauma, a mental health talk with Kevin Smith. It's exclusive with people, but it is on YouTube. Uh, link yeah. is in the show notes. It's an easy search if you just, if you just type in people and then Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith mental health. It should pop up, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend checking that out. It's 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 important, I think, to watch it. All right, 
This was episode 662 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, if there is a next time, <laughs> this podcast has wow. been uh, what, Who What Wars. Who wow. I can't even see the name. And this podcast has been a Who What Wars Fire production. I shall go ahead and uh, get some medicine, and hopefully I'll sound better next week. All right. Yeah, then. or not, or you just might pass away. Apparently, I actually, you know what? Like, like today at work, cause I actually didn't go to work. Um, I had this little note that I that I wrote down to give people. Mm-hmm. It says here, "Apologies, but I'm trying to heal my throat, so I'm trying to avoid talking too much." Mm-hmm. Had a bad case of cough recently, so this conversation we have right now is the most I've talked today. <laughs> So for the most part today, I did not say very much. So there you go. like I saved it all for this conversation. Yeah, you hear that, audience? How about some appreciation? <laughs> there we how go. About, how about writing a good review as a thank you? Uh, yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, that will help. We also do have like a a merchandise store in the website if you have never looked yeah. at it, and you can buy stuff there too if you like. There you go. All right. Okay, then. Uh, good night, and I'll see you next week. Hopefully. Yeah. Good night and good luck. Oh, oh, forgot to, like, for those of you waiting for Ruthie's recap of the West Coast, yeah, we want to do that as well, but we want all four of us to be present to do that. So, yeah, we're still waiting for that to happen. And then when, when all four of us are together, we'll go ahead and uh, talk about that. So, yeah. if, you're patient, patiently, you if you're patiently waiting for that, thank you for your mm-hmm. patience, but it will happen. All right, then. Bye-bye.